yeah, it's the DTC Podcast, people. The Real McCoy, original recipe. First in your ear hole podcast on dynasty trading and player value. Hosted by John Paul Hurley and Izzy Alcabas. What's up, everybody? This is the Dynasty Trade Calculator Podcast, and it starts right now. I'm one of your hosts, John Paul Hurley, also joining as a host, Izzy, the Feral Fantasy Alcabas. What's up, man? We had a, a bye week. Another bye week. I feel like um, we elected to have two bye weeks because we had a London game yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, you went on vacation or something. I saw some stuff on social media. I went to uh, Austin, Texas for the annual food and wine festival. It was fantastic. Sounds like fun. I ate and drank all of Austin. I listened to live music. I watched all the Dallas Cowboys people be depressed about losing to the uh, Dallas the Eagles, right? They did lose to the Eagles. They lost to the Eagles, but it, I'm just enjoying watching people be upset because uh, being a Vikings fan and losing Kirk Cousins, that's probably the real reason why we took last week off, right? We're just like, we couldn't handle the gruesomeness of it. Yeah, but we still got the dub. Still got the dub. And now we got the dub. And now we got the dub, yeah. Man, I, want, I like if this was a Vikings show, it'd be kind of fun to talk about that. That was, uh, that was exciting. I know that the vast majority of our listeners are going to be like, yeah. I'm just going to turn okay. this off. Yep. Um, but we do have some Dynasty stuff to talk about. I'm going to get right into it because uh, no sense in beating around the bush after being off for a couple weeks. We're fresh. We're ready to go. We're going to continue our topic, Dynasty Deltas. These are the biggest gap of value and seasonal performance for each position for Dynasty rankings and seasonal performance. We did quarterbacks the last time we recorded. This week, it's running backs, and this is going to be really fun. As a caveat or an asterisk, we are removing the ones that are blatantly obvious, you know, the reason why there's a big difference between their seasonal performance and their dynasty ranking, like Raheem Mostert, because Raheem Oldstert, we said, right? Mm-hmm. He's you said. Old. He's just old. He doesn't have, a lot of, doesn't have a lot of tread left on the tires, so no sense in breaking him down. It's pretty obvious why there's a, a delta there, but... I'm going to go with the minuses first this week. I think we started with the pluses first, and I'm going to go three to one, starting with the number three worst Delta in Dynasty. And by the way, the rule here could be that these might be cells. These guys are ranked pretty high in Dynasty, but are not performing on the season. Because right now, their, their Dynasty value has not met the median of their seasonal performance. So number three, Jonathan Taylor with a Dynasty Delta of 12. He's currently ranked 20th in average points per game of the season for running backs, and he's the eighth overall running back in Dynasty. Izzy, talk to me about Jonathan Taylor. Damn, he's eight, huh? So he hasn't uh, he hasn't rebounded. So who's ahead of him? Let's see here. Kenneth Walker and him are almost neck and neck to toss up. You got Achan, Gibbs, Etienne, McCaffrey, Brees, and Bijan, yeah? That makes sense. And Josh Jacobs right behind him. Yeah, you know, I've kind of been off of the Jonathan Taylor wagon. You know, you know me. As soon as if I have the RB1 at any point in time, my goal is to try to move that player just because it's it's only it's only south from there uh, at the running back position. So I think Jonathan Taylor right now, I don't know if I'd necessarily sell him because there's definitely points to be had the rest of the way because I, I think at some point Zach Moss, I think Zach Moss will still be involved, but 
it'll be Jonathan Taylor's world. I mean, we saw it last week. Zach Moss was kind of an afterthought, and Jonathan Taylor kind of ran with it. I say you, you kind of ride him out for a couple more weeks and then look to move him. You can even ride him out the rest of the season and look to move him. I think he will have a good rest of season. And then you could look to to offload him. If you're rebuilding and you have Jonathan Taylor, I think right now you you, you move him for a receiver of your choice that's young and perhaps underperforming. But I wouldn't be exchanging him for a running back if you're rebuilding. I think that's that one's pretty obvious for me. So if I can get a if I can get a mid if I can get a I don't want to say mid I want to say a high first if I can get a one oh four ish one oh three one oh four for Jonathan Taylor I'm doing that all day long one oh five is when I have to start thinking about it maybe I'd like something on top uh, but I'm getting out from underneath Jonathan Taylor I'm getting out from a lot of guys that are in this range of outcomes if you're a contender and you have Jonathan Taylor uh, I like the idea of trading Jonathan Taylor for David Montgomery plus plus or an Alvin Kamara plus or even a Derrick Henry plus plus you know so there's some some opportunities to be had with Jonathan Taylor that I'd be looking to exchange yeah okay um similar view maybe slightly more in favor of Jonathan Taylor and I only have one of him on my six dynasty team so this is not a biased take but I think Jonathan Taylor is a firm hodl as they say in the cryptocurrency world have you heard that term before I have, yes. Um, he's a firm hodl. Uh, the reason why is, uh, like, if you're concerned about Zach Moss kind of, like, eating into his shares long uh, long term, Zach Moss is a free agent after this season. I don't see the Colts bringing him back. So Jonathan Taylor with that new contract is uh, tied to the team longish term. Um, I like that. I don't think there's going to be any more concerns about holdouts. His health is pretty good. Um, he's in good condition. And, and just like Izzy said, the share the work share is going to be slowly building back over towards taylor's favor um the colts are actually kind of contending this year aren't they like four and five i think i just saw that um still like with you know middle of the pack in their division still in the wild card hunt so i'm not concerned about the colts kind of like losing and wanting to tank and shutting down their guys giving them fewer carries protecting their health so on so forth i don't see that happening so um, pretty good outlook. And then just like Izzy said, the season, if you, if you wanted to hold for a couple of games, unfortunately, he's got his bye week coming up in two weeks. Uh, but he does play against the Patriots, who are 18th against the run uh, next week, so week 10. And then he has got a pretty good string of uh, matchups to finish the season. He plays against the 25th ranked Steelers in week 15 and the semifinals for your fantasy playoff games. And then 29th ranked Raiders to finish things off. So Jonathan Taylor would be a decent hodl in dynasty in my opinion yeah it, and listen it, this is more of a philosophy it's not a jonathan taylor thing it's just a any running back that's on their second contract and is aging it's time to and he's not quite top five yet he's he's kind of fell out of there um but i imagine i'm okay and i'm okay holding him as a contender for a couple weeks uh and then kind of either just riding him out at the end of the season if you really want to or uh, uh, moving him. But what is your, and I'm not trying to be snippy, but what is your definition of an aging running back? I think second contract, I, I want to get out from player running backs that are now on their second contract, these extensions. That just means more miles have been put on them. 
And we've just seen not so much with the satellite running backs, but the, the guys that are in between the tackles, they don't just have as much shelf life. He's young enough. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think he's 20, he'll be 20, turning 25 sometime this season. Um, you can probably double check that. He's 24 right now, turning 25 on January 19th. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of look at it and say, yeah, he's he's probably got three more solid years. But I'm not going to lie to you. He did not look very good last year in his full-time role. And I don't know if it was due to injuries or what the case may be, but he was pretty unimpressive in that he wasn't getting enough. Another thing, too, with Jonathan Taylor is 28 receptions last year during the fantasy season, not enough. Um, so far this season, he's definitely getting peppered a little bit more, which which helps. I think um, having Gardner Minshew helps everybody in fantasy in Indy, but that's not going to be the case long term, which makes me a little bit nervous when it comes to the receptions that Jonathan Taylor is going to be looking at going into next year. And and frankly, it's just better business to take the equity and position it with another cheaper running back and then riding that player out and then moving that equity into something else. You know, yeah. Like I said, it's not necessarily a Jonathan Taylor thing. It's It's more of just a running back that's done with his rookie deal going into his extension or year two. I mean, I think he would have had one more year left on his deal. Um, and he got extended. So it's just, it's just rare. It's rare, honestly, to find the Derrick Henrys of the world. Uh, obviously, Alvin Kamara's not really a, um, you know, a full-time, he wasn't necessarily a full-time back. Christian McCaffrey, it's rare. You look at the running backs that came out in 2017 with Christian McCaffrey, and it was Leonard Fournette, who just got signed as a free agent. Uh, you have Joe Mixon, whose value is completely plummeted, and he's 27. Uh, you look at um, Delvin Cook. He's basically the RB3 right now in terms of, you know, last couple weeks of snap share in, in New York. And then I, I'm, I'm missing more, not off the top of my head, but, you know, Chris McCaffrey is the only one that's actually sustained the level that he's at and he's otherworldly right i wouldn't consider jonathan taylor in his in his hemisphere in terms of the what he brings to a football field so i just i don't like holding on even taking a jonathan taylor and moving him to a austin eckler plus or david montgomery plus it's like a why not over the next couple of years maybe not david montgomery but austin eckler over the next couple of years should have the same or if not produce outproduce Jonathan Taylor and you get him at a discount. Yeah. Right? So I kind of view it as as a as a why not more than anything. Like what's what is it going to hurt if you pivot to a Austin Eckler? I just think you can maximize your value um with Jonathan Taylor by sitting on him a little bit. I I like the overall philosophy but just maybe not this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm good with that too. I'm good with sitting on him. Yep. Um, I just, you don't know, like, is the run, is Jonathan Taylor going to be a running back into his thirties, right? Is he going to produce like Derrick Henry's producing at 29 or is he going to do what 
we're seeing out of Delvin Cook. Yeah, odds are against being. Yeah, Derrick Henry is a little bit of an outlier, so odds are against it. Yeah, at this at this point, yeah. It, and what's crazy is when we first started playing Dynasty, that was not the case. Like you were looking at running backs getting into their early thirties, thirty one, thirty two, and then they started fizzling out. Yeah, twenty twenty seven is the new thirty, right? Twenty seven is the new thirty. Like yeah, Delvin Cook just turned twenty eight. At the beginning of the season, over the hill, and and he's yeah he's zapped Zeke yeah Zeke yeah Zeke is another one he Zeke came out in sixteen, uh, and he was zapped last year. So you're you're getting six seasons out of these guys, and then that's it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's a good one. Jonathan Taylor was number three with a dynasty delta of twelve. Moving on to the number two running back in dynasty with a delta of fifteen, Brees Hall. He's currently ranked 17th on the season uh, for Dynasty running back point. I'm sorry, running back points per game. And in Dynasty, he's ranked as the second overall running back, making a delta of 15. Talk about mm-hmm. Brees Hall. Yeah, so I think this is this is a hold because of value insulation. Very different than Jonathan Taylor. Like Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. Let's say Jonathan Taylor tears an ACL. His value drops significantly. If Brees Hall tears his ACL again or has another significant injury, he will lose his value, but he should be able to regain that value relatively quickly upon his return. So Brees Hall gets hurt, he'll still come back and be a top five running back in terms of overall value. So the risk for long-term injury just really isn't there. And from a performance perspective, he's one of the best performers on the field. He's still 22 years old, and he's not even fully you know back from his Usually it takes a full cycle of a season after an ACL before you hit your groove as a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's getting targets in the receiving game. So he's got he's on pace for, you know, close to 50 receptions. I like holding on to Reese Hall here. I don't think you need to cash him out yet. You got another couple of years before you have to, in my opinion, have to do that. Uh, so you got two more years of Brees Hall. You can acquire him just because he, his value isn't really shifting at all like nobody's giving him up from for less than you know the second or third highest valued running back so it's just a high premium to pay which i don't do for running backs uh so he's a firm hold and you just kind of ride it out zach wilson's not doing any favors but kind of like you had mentioned with jonathan taylor his schedule actually is pretty favorable the rest of the way outside of the fantasy championship uh so there's there's points to be had here in fantasy yeah, I agree with all the things that you said. I have no objections there whatsoever. I think Brees Hall is definitely not a sell. He's a, a firm hold. Uh, and like it would be kind of like maybe a little bit of an anomaly to say that he could be even a little bit of a buy. I think the fact that he's ranked so low on the season, he's performing so poorly. You know, a lot of it is, is Zach Wilson under center. Also, like defenses aren't respecting the pass, so they're kind of stacking the boxes. Even though they're doing that, Brees Hall is capable of home run plays and the fact that they're usually playing from behind and they like to pepper him with targets in the passing game really helps out a lot in PPR leagues. So I'm good with holding on to him. And I might even flirt with sending out some offers for some maybe frustrated contending Brees Hall owners. Yeah, I don't think anybody's necessarily frustrated because if you look at his production, it started off a little shaky the first few weeks. You know, he had 15 and then under one, he had 3.7, 9.9. And then he went 28, 20 by week, 21, and 10. So as of late, his production has been pretty good overall. 
if you were to buy him, the opportunity to buy him was before he got the full workload. Because after that yeah. Bronco, after that Chiefs game, they, you know, Robert Sala came out and said, "Hey, we're going to take the training wheels off. He's he's full time now." And then he went off for twenty two carries and one hundred and seventy seven yards and a touchdown against the Broncos. So I think that in order to get Brees Hall, you're going to have to trade a top five or six run. I mean, you look at the Jonathan Taylor conversation. If Jonathan Taylor goes off for a few games, I, I don't hate the idea of taking Jonathan Taylor and then trying to add on top of Jonathan Taylor to get Brees Hall, which I very <laughs> rarely do. Um, hey, look at my screen right now. What's that? I'm, you have something? I'm currently working on a trade involving giving up Jonathan Taylor and acquiring Brees Hall. After after I was talking, I was crafting this, and you just started talking about it. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I like, and this may sound a little odd but looking at your roster i don't hate the idea of a a trade like this where i give up jonathan taylor and jerry judy and then in return i'm getting Brees hall and getting somebody like even as low as demario douglas yeah like doing something like i don't know jerry jerry dude jerry judy is a player I've always liked. I just don't know if, if it's if he's ever going to be anything more than you know wide receiver three, wide receiver two in a in a good year. Yeah, I agree. And I think Demario Douglas has a chance to be a wide receiver three in an offense that even long term that could that needs a slot player to help Mac Jones out. So that would be a trade that I would I'd be all on board about. Yeah, that one's interesting. I say you submit that offer. What do you think? Jonathan Taylor, Judy, Brees Hall. I, I like Demario the offer. Douglas. I just I think um I'd be getting more for my my Jonathan Taylor value if I waited even like a week. Just because like since the tides have t- uh changed and Jonathan Taylor's getting more work, I think I could get more for him if I waited a bit. Mm. But it's yeah, it's this that's the risk you take. Maybe Brees Hall has a big game and then it becomes out of question. Yeah, and I'm gonna put up a, a I'm gonna put up a poll on this one, this trade. Um, I'm gonna offer. I'm just gonna offer it. This is my original Dynasty Home League, by the way, from the early 2000s. So we'll just uh, fire it over and see what maybe maybe we'll get an answer during the show. Let's find out. All right, that's Brees Hall. That I'm gonna move on to the final one, and you can uh, recap that poll later on. The number one minus Dynasty Delta running back as with a delta of 23. Who is currently ranked in on the season as the 24th running back for points per game and ranked as the first overall dynasty running back in the entire world, Bijan Robinson. Is he? Talk about Bijan. <sighs> so that's frustrating. Just like most people have kind of figured out. And it's and it's become just a, a comedy skit at this point with with Arthur Smith. But like Bijan's work has dropped off the last few weeks. So he's getting nothing in the receiving game and he's getting less carries. So I don't get it. Um, he's got a smash spot against the Cardinals this week. Now's the time to try to acquire Bijan because. I don't know if Arthur Smith can survive 
the season. I, I know the Falcons have won games, but I don't know how Arthur Smith can keep a job after this season. And we've the, the talent. You watch Bijan Robinson play, and you can just immediately recognize that the talent is the best talent in the NFL at that position right now. And it's hard to make a case for anybody else being as good as Bijan is as an overall running back. Yeah. Except for Arthur Smith, who apparently feels that him and Tyler Algier are equals. You know, but it's the same Arthur Smith that feels that John o. Smith and Kyle Pitts are equals. So, really, I don't get it. I don't get the Arthur Smith thing. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't think anybody really does. But um, now's the time before this week against the Cardinals to try to acquire Bijan. I agree. And he's got, uh, he's got juicy matchups to finish out the year, too. If, uh, I'm, I know you're looking at the same thing I am here, too. But um, he's got a bye week, and then he's got a tough matchup against the Saints for uh, the regards, as regards to the run. And he's got the 26th-ranked Jets, uh, 5th-ranked Buccaneers. Then he wraps things up with the 31st-ranked Panthers, 28th-ranked Colts. 27th ranked Bears, so just a um, an amazing Jeez, string of games to finish the season. That's a smash spot for sure. It's incredible. It's an yeah. incredible <laughs> finishing schedule there. Yeah, and the Arthur Smith thing is unfortunate, but um, maybe uh, you got to imagine at some point, if not already, probably already. But the the front office has got to be putting pressure on Arthur Smith. They, they drafted this guy eighth overall and they've seen the highlight plays on sports center. And like the fans are seeing this and yet they're giving him the ball, uh, 11 times, 11 times, uh, with two targets in the passing game total in the last three games. Obviously the week seven game was a bit of an anomaly with the, the weird sitting out thing that he did, but like none, none of this makes any sense. It almost, it makes you wonder if there maybe there are, are there some behavioral issues going on. Like it, it kind of no, makes you wonder what's no. going on. No, it's just Arthur. I mean, he did the same thing with Kyle Pitts, man. Like, or he's doing it right now with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Stupid. you know. So I, it's not a it's not a Bijan thing. There's no behavioral stuff. It's just it's Arthur Smith. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, that's pretty good. I I don't think we need to you know say that. I don't think in any situation Bijan is a sell. Like. Usually the the minus delta running backs or the minus delta p- players should be, you know, high candidates for selling. But uh, I don't think anybody's selling most of these guys. Jonathan Taylor is not a bad option to sell. But yeah, and like, what would you be to give people ideas? You know, something that I'd try to be doing is trying to ship Josh Jacobs plus a significant piece to get Bijan. Yeah, and. I don't know what that piece would be, a Jacobs plus. It'd have to be something in the – I would do a Jordan Addison and a Josh Jacobs to try to get Bijan. Uh, you might be able to squeeze that in. Jonathan Taylor is probably too much. I don't think so. So JSN and Taylor for Bijan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's, I think that's reasonable. I, I think that person still rejects that deal. Uh, offered. Let's see. I, I hope that I hope we get a response on at least one of these trades during the show, so we can revisit. And I I rarely advocate for trading up for 
running backs like this, but I'm okay if it's a running back that I want want to get out from under and just ride Bijan for a couple years. And I, I'm okay trading up for, for running backs that have insulation, regardless of what happens. Yeah, that's true. It's his rookie year. He was valued higher when he was drafted than he is currently. So I, I think it's it's a little bit of a buy low, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're still buying. You're still buying relatively high. But yeah. yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's the first overall. He's first overall running back, but his perceived value is lower because he's not performing well. So, yeah, uh, I think we can move on to the Dynasty Delta Plus running backs, starting with the third. Currently ranked on the season as the sixth overall running back in points per game and ranked in Dynasty as the 24th Dynasty running back, Kyron Williams, is he? Yeah, so this is one where with Kyron, I'm I'm waiting for him to get activated and then, which will happen after the bye. Yeah, week 12. And then he plays Seahawks, Cardinals. Well, it's like I'm seeing news saying he's going to be activated week 12. So he shouldn't, he probably is not going to play the Seahawks. Okay. So he's not going to play the Seahawks, which is, which is okay. I mean, honestly, him playing against the Cardinals is just fine because they're one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. So I think for, for Kyron Williams owners, you have him come back. He plays the Cardinals, hopefully smashes the Cardinals. And then I would immediately be looking to to sell Kyron after that. Yeah. And that's only if he has a, a good game. If he doesn't... Now, here's the thing with the, with the Rams. They're not flush with finances and they're not flush with picks. And this is the same thing that I advocated for when you know Cam Akers was coming back from that Achilles, is that they can't replace... They couldn't replace Cam Akers in the draft and they can't replace Kyron Williams in the draft. Or they, they won't. It's not that they can't. They won't. Um, he's produced well enough to earn a spot, and they just don't have enough equity to either bring somebody in of magnitude or draft somebody. So the only problem with Kyron is that team is in shambles right now. The offensive line has been very poor the last couple of weeks. And then you have a situation of who's going to be the quarterback next year in L.A.? Like, are they really going to run it back? I'm guessing they're going to have to move on from some of their aging players and just kind of reset the deck. Um, So there could be some some interesting stuff happening in LA over this offseason. But if if Kyron Williams goes ham against the Cardinals, I don't hate trading him, especially as a rebuilder. If you're rebuilding, I would I would be waiting for that date. I would circle that week 12 date with the Cardinals and then. After that, I'm shipping him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and it's kind of funny because, again, these we, we kind of talked about how the Dynasty Delta Plus and the Dynasty Delta Minus would you know might reveal the true buy and sell. So that the, the, the guys that are outperforming their Dynasty ranking should technically be buys, but we're talking about selling Kyron Williams, which is hilarious. It's kind of reverse. But that's it is what it is. He's uh, kind of out performing expectations no these guys should be sells though right yes and no No, yes and no i think if you think that the player could continue the performance yeah but the the problem is if you look at kyron williams production like he outside of the 49ers 
he's his two big games were against the you know the 28th ranked run defense and the 30th ranked run defense and then he struggled against the eagles which makes sense he struggled against the bengals and then when he gets the browns ravens and saints three out of the four games after the cardinals you're gonna have a hard time getting production out of him yeah you know so i don't know i just i hate holding on to running backs through off seasons Kyron Williams, you can make the argument because he plays for the Rams and they just likely won't replace him. You're okay hanging on to Kyron Williams. When I say he's a he's a sell, it really just if you're a rebuilder, if you get something quality from a contender, I would do that. If you're a contender, I'd probably just ride him out um, throughout the course of the season, and then you're probably okay holding on to him through the offseason. I don't think there's too much of a risk. He actually could end up being a buy in the offseason when people start getting a little worried about having these running backs through tr- through the NFL draft and through the um, the uh, free agency market. So yeah, we could be revisiting this as a Kyron William buy at some point. We could. Um, and by the way, I kind of screwed up. Kyron Williams is technically the number one Dynasty Delta running back for the plus spot. So I'm, gonna go, I'm just going in reverse a little bit. So number one was Kyron Williams with a Delta of 18. Ranked sixth in dynasty and uh, ranked sixth on the season and 24th in dynasty. The number two dynasty Delta running back currently ranked 21st in dynasty and performing as the eighth overall running back in the season with a dynasty Delta of 13, David Montgomery. Yeah. Monty's one of those running backs where like we see Gibbs going crazy, but, and I mentioned, and this is why he was one of my um, fearless forecasts is that Dan Campbell loves David Montgomery. So it's the type of running back that David Montgomery has been is what Dan Campbell's looking for. Uh, I, I think I'm very confident Gibbs becomes more present in the offense when David Montgomery returns. Like I don't think I don't see Montgomery getting 32 carries in a game again. Uh, I think Gibbs just needed, you know, to just get his feet under him. And then now we're going to see a full-on thunder lightning type type scenario, um, but man, I, I still think David Montgomery is a buy for a contender. If you're a contender, you should be looking to acquire David Montgomery. His you know semifinal and finals um, schedule isn't the greatest with the Vikings and Cowboys, but lots can change, and he's going to get the volume requisite for a high-performing running back even with the tough matchups. So I'm still okay buying David Montgomery. You can buy the dip now that he's been hurt. Uh, and he has a bye week this week. Now is the time to go and acquire David Montgomery. Yeah, he's hurt. He's got a bye week. He's got a rookie in the same team that's uh, pr- going crazy. So yeah, that's uh, he's, he should be cheapish relative to what he's been. So yeah. Yeah, I would be trying to think of what I would try to be doing uh isaiah pacheco i'd be trying to move isaiah pacheco and maybe a little something small to get david montgomery tony pollard if i can get i would wait on tony the problem is i think tony tony pollard is going to smash the next two weeks based on his schedule but he'd be something i'd somebody i'd be considering moving off from um joe mixon a hundred percent he also has a pretty soft schedule the rest of the way. The issue is the the, pro, the the guys that I would be trying to move away from have a favorable schedule 
the rest of the way. Derrick Henry is the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's got a favorable schedule. Um, so it, it makes it it makes it kind of difficult to find those running backs that I would be trying to trying to flip for. But yeah, I don't know who I would actually be looking to do this. If you pull up Joe Mixon's schedule, um, Hurley, while you have it up, we can look at it and then um pull up Derrick Henry's. So Joe Mixon, it's pretty soft the rest of the way outside of the Chiefs week 17 and I guess the Vikings, but I mean, he's got four, four top, four bottom five teams the rest of the season. Pretty, pretty soft. And then if you pull up Derrick Henry quick, yeah, look at Derrick Henry's schedule. Yummy. He's got the Buccaneers this week and then every single team basically half, you know, outside the top half. Yeah, I got to like that. There's a lot to like in there. And he's, uh, I, th- I feel like Derrick Henry hasn't met his, like the pendulum hasn't swung back in his favor for touchdowns. Like Derrick Henry is a touchdown machine. He just hasn't been in the end zone a lot this year. So like, that's coming. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. I would be, if, if you can, move Najee Harris in a deal for David Montgomery. Even if it's something, even if you have to do something small, I would absolutely be doing that. Now that Akers is gone, maybe moving Madison plus something. I'm going to do it. I got Najee in the same league, so I'll offer Najee for Montgomery, and then I want to get something back, right? No, uh, yeah. No, no. I think think Montgomery, I think you'd have to pay a little bit more. Try it straight up and see what happens. I think David Montgomery is going to require more than Najee Harris to get that done. It doesn't have to be a lot, but I think it's definitely going to require more. We'll see. Trade offered. All right. Good luck. I got those. I got four trade offers out there. Well, hopefully uh, something comes up by the end of the podcast here. But And we're on to the final player of the Dynasty Delta running backs with a, this is the third of three, with a Dynasty Delta of 10, currently ranked third on the season for running back points per game and 13th in Dynasty, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Kamara... I, I don't see Kamara slowing in the way that he's he's utilized. I think Kamara is a guy that that plays into age 30, 31 uh, relatively successfully. He's had very little wear and tear in his body since coming into the league. And man, I, his schedule is brutal the rest of the way. Yeah, but he doesn't need good running matchups to score a lot of points he since he gets so heavily he targeted in the passing game, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, anyway, in fact, here's a, here's a great comp. Is, yeah, are you going to talk about the Buccaneers game? Yeah, go ahead. He, here's the... This, it's almost like you would rather have him have tough running, running matchups for him to produce because that's when the Saints kind of pivot away from the run game. In week four, they faced the fifth-ranked run defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and... But that's points. That's points versus running backs versus. Is yeah, maybe. Versus? maybe. Are you Wait, sure? You, is it versus or versus? Opponent versus. average versus. It's versus for sure. Versus versus. Yes. Opponent rank. I don't know if the, I don't know if they're. I don't know if it's mutually exclusive. But they do have both. Well, click on that. It is. It is. But click on that. Oh, opponent rank versus running back. And then it shows just the running back points. So it's not oh. not just on the ground. It's the total points for a running back. 
Um, that's okay. Yeah, that's none, fine still. But nonetheless, nonetheless, your point is accurate that if you can't run against, or if, if the Saints can't run against a team, they'll just use Kamara as an extension of the run. Yeah. And, by, and I just wanted to finish that too. In that in that game, he received 14 targets and 13 receptions, only 33 yards. So dink and dunk, but still really heavy involvement in the passing game. I love that. And then yeah, the other example was the 15th ranked Jaguars, who was the second hardest run ranked defense he's faced this season. Same story, 14 targets, 12 catches, but 91 yards receiving the same. So he's not going to win on the ground against tough run defense. He's going to win on the air against tough run defenses. Yeah, he's one of the few aging running backs that I'm comfortable hanging on to. And in fact, if I was a McCaffrey owner, one of my favorite things to do would be trying to trade McCaffrey in a deal for Camara plus something significant. And you don't have McCaffrey. I was going to say, if you have McCaffrey in this league too, then... <laughs> just all the trades. Just like, we're just, yeah, we're hitting it who all. Who do we want to offer for Kamara? Maybe this is a guy who might want to pivot away from an aging, like an aging asset. Like he doesn't see it the same way that we do. So we got like Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Kareem Hunt. Well, what's what's his record? Um, He is middle of the pack. So I got, I got to pull up in this other window here. See, he's, uh, well, he's six and three. He's contending. Yeah, it sucks. That does suck. I was going to say, I would be throwing a line out with Jerry Duty's name on it. Because yeah, everybody shoot. else, you kind of you kind of need. There isn't really a good opportunity for trade here. Um, you could try doing a Najee Harris plus. I just don't know what that plus is. There's really not a good plus to be added. Jerry Judy. I think that's a little heavy. That's giving too much? Yeah, I think that's heavy unless you can get something back. What does he have coming on the way back? He's kind of overloaded too with, I mean, maybe say, yeah, try a second. Najee and Jerry, I mean, I, I think he rejects that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think he rejects that. I was going to say Cedric Tillman, but uh, try try doing... Try doing a second. Is is one of those a high second? Uh, baby got Dak. Yep, Let's one one is the two two hundred one basically. Okay, so do that one and then uh, flip him a third. So Najee, Judy, and a third for Kamara and a second. You selected first. Oops. So you got to revoke that. But I don't think I. Maybe you can get lucky and get that done. I don't think that happens, but you never know. There we go. How about that? If he says no, I'm not. I'm not opposed to you flipping second for second, um, and then trying to get a third. See there what I mean? Go. Yeah. All right. Five trades offers, no results. So we don't have any responses to these trade offers for this podcast. But we what do a have a league. What's that? But what a lame league. I know, right? But we do have probably some poll results to cover just before we close things down here. Why don't you go through those? I only threw one poll up. Yeah, go ahead. It was the Jonathan Taylor, Jerry, Judy for Brees Hall and Demario Douglas. We have 50 votes. What would you What would you guess? I would guess that... Yeah, I think the best asset is Brees Hall in that trade. I know that Twitter kind of goes that direction, so I'm going to say... 
59 for Brees Hall. Pretty close. This is a good trade offer that we've made. It's 53-47 in favor of Brees Hall. Okay. Yeah, that makes some sense. So, on the fly, I, I like it. I think that's pretty solid. What does the calculator have that, by the way? Let's plug it in. Plug. It, I think that's our slogan, actually. Plug it in, plug it in. That's our jingle. Oh, I think. God, that sounds familiar. No, it's never been used. <laughs> In the calculator, it is 39.1 to 35.3 in favor of the Jonathan Taylor side. Negligible. Negligible. I think DeMario, I think the thing is people either really like Demario Douglas or they just think he's insignificant. Yeah. So it just kind of all depends. But that's a pretty good, pretty close trade nonetheless. I agree. Uh, it is what it is. Well... Maybe next time we can cover some of these trade results. Maybe I'll tweet them out on Twitter. So make sure you follow us. The main handle is at FF Dynasty Trades. You can find me at DTC. I'm sorry. You can find Izzy at DTC underscore Izzy E. The producer is at DTC underscore John Mosier. And you can find me at FF Hercules um, on Twitter. So follow. Give us a guys. Give us a follow. Give us a like on the podcast listening platform that you've chosen. And tune in maybe next week uh, unless we experience another significant Vikings injury like Cam Akers tearing his uh, Achilles again. Oh my gosh. Martavis Bryant got signed by the Cowboys. No, it, that was that's uh news from 1996. <laughs> no. They re- he just got recently reinstated. He last played in 2018. Hmm. Interesting. He's got he Good uh, for him for staying in shape, I guess. He's got a great touchdown rate, touchdown to catch ratio that guy. That's all I can remember from the DTC podcast from 2015. Yeah, it's surprising. He's 31 years old now. It's amazing. Din and it, breaking news. Din and it. <laughs> Martavis Bryant returns to the NFL. And uh, yep. in other news, uh, Josh Gordon returning to the NFL. Just kidding. Oh. What could have been, man? What could have been? You guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll check you out next week. Bye. Bye.